It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. This is a Spiva Media production. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. This is Cindy Liming, your host of your Daily Dose of Awesome. On this show, I talk about all the things that I find to be awesome in this journey called life. By sharing what I find, I hope that you too will be able to create more awesomeness in your corner of the world. Last week, I talked about my brand new journal that was recently published called Create the Awesome. Journaling has helped me in so many ways. I went through a very dark period in my life, and journaling has helped me organize my thoughts, keep a positive attitude, and reach my goals. I created this journal for people who want to get their lives in order, but don't have a ton of time to do it. Journaling can seem overwhelming, especially when you don't know where to begin. If you yearn to design the life you've always wanted, Create the Awesome is the journal for you. Check it out on Amazon today. I left you a link in the show notes, and you can also find it on my website at yddoa.com slash journal. Again, that's yddoa.com slash journal. Some really amazing things have been happening for me at work. If this is your first time listening, I'm a fifth grade teacher, and I teach science and social studies, and I'm now in my 24th year of teaching. It has been a very different year this year, to say the least, but so many positives have come out of a bad situation. Our administrators gave families a choice to either have school in person five days a week or at home through our online program, which we call eCampus. And there are many challenges, believe me. And I leave school every day exhausted and wake up exhausted as well. So I'm not going to lie. We are definitely not in the perfect situation. But this year, I have been inspired to teach something called the Genius Hour. Over the summer, we had to read a book called A Meaningful Mess. And I put a link in the show notes to this book if you want to check it out. And I love to read, but normally reading for work during the summer isn't my thing. But I'm so glad I read this book because it has changed the way I teach. And I feel like I've impacted the kids in a major way. Now, I'm telling you about Genius Hour for many reasons. The obvious would be that if you are a teacher or homeschooling your child, you might want to give Genius Hour a try. But more importantly, I'm telling you this because you might want to give Genius Hour a try. Let me explain what it is first, and then I'll talk about why you need to give Genius Hour some attention in your life. Genius Hour is kind of like show and tell, but at a much higher level. With my students, I started off by brainstorming 
um, by asking them what their interests were. And I also asked them what bothered them. And lastly, I asked them what have they always wanted to learn but never had the time to. And then after brainstorming, I had them pick just one topic to explore. And then they had to turn the topic into a question. Some of the questions were, how do I play the guitar? How do I write a book? What are some facts about World War II? How do I play the dulcimer? How do I make spaghetti? How do I create an app? How do we get a skate park built in our town? Just to name a few. Next, I gave them an hour each week in school to research their topic. And they could make their projects as big or small as they wanted, especially since they determined the outcome. The students got to decide if they wanted to perform for the class or create a poster board or a Google Slides presentation among any other project that would demonstrate the evidence of what they learned during Genius Hour. The choice was totally left up to them. And they could work on it at home if they chose, but it was not a requirement. I wish I could show you the excitement in my classroom. You could literally feel the inspiration. Lastly, they had to present what they learned. I had a student record herself making dinner for her family. Another student dressed up in old World War II gear and created a poster board to display what he learned. I had another child build a vending machine that can be used to socially distance while trick-or-treating. I had another student create a movie trailer to show us how he built his bike ramp. Now, here's why I think Genius Hour is important for adults. See, we have our careers and families and we get set in our routines. We are busy and most of our time is given away to others. We also never really think about learning anything new. I mean, why would we? We're super busy, right? I think it's important for adults to have genius hour as well. <laughs> we aren't dead yet, and we have a lot more living to do, which means we have so much more to learn and so much more to contribute to the world. You never know where genius hour may take you. And I know I probably sound kind of geeky, and I know I'm an educator, but I really love learning. Um... I don't know if it was because like in high school, I kind of didn't take school very seriously, if you can believe that. But now I'm constantly trying to learn things. The other day was our last presentation day. And here are some of the comments from students while we had a reflection discussion. So one of the kids said, after watching Evan's presentation on sports cards, I think I want to start collecting them too. Another comment was, I really enjoyed learning about how to make a bridge. I think I want to build a miniature town next. And by the way, I had to take a half day today because um, my daughter has a doctor's appointment today. And so I'm at home recording, but there's a lot of banging going on <laughs> during the day here. But anyway, um, one of my students, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but one of my students, she built a bridge. She was interested in bridge building so she built a model bridge and the next thing um, another student said well I think I want to build a miniature town and another one um, one of my students said after watching Sam and Callie's videos on cooking I want to learn more about how to grill a really good steak um, another question that a student asked after watching a, a presentation was which YouTube videos did you use to create that really cool drawing I want to learn how to draw better too so do you see what's happening here? They're learning more. 
Each student presented something different. And I have about 20 kids in each class. So every student on average learned a little something about 19 other things that they probably didn't know before. And in addition, they were inspired to learn more from each other. Sharing ideas gave them the motivation to try something new. Now, as for me, I too was inspired by my students. I love the feeling of inspiration. In fact, winning and inspiration are my two favorite feelings. Two girls wrote a book together. So here's an example how I got inspired. So these two girls in my class, they wrote a book together. So one student wrote chapter one, and then the next student wrote chapter two, and then they took turns writing chapters. And I thought it would be neat to write a class book in the same fashion. So you might have done something like this in school, but like at a smaller level where um, I remember like in school we would have like one sentence would or one person would write a sentence and then the next person would read that sentence and then write another sentence to go with it. But when it got to the third person to write their sentence, the first sentence was folded over. So they could only make reference to the sentence above it. And some really cool and interesting paragraphs came out of that. Anyway, I think it would be fun to do that with my students who want to write a book. I mean, that might even be fun for adults just to do with their friends. But do you see how my mind works? It's always on the move. And this can be good or bad. I guess it's good because I'm really never bored. Um, My brain is always inspired. And I enjoy it because, like I said, I love being inspired. But my problem is, is that I can't keep up with my own mind. (laughs) So I constantly have ideas swirling around in my head. I almost wonder if that's why God made me a teacher so I could share these ideas with students so they could then create the things that nag me at night since I can't do it all. Anyway, we did a science activity this week where I took the kids into the woods and they had to find living things and then they had to categorize them. And we saw some really cool mushrooms. If you hike a lot, you've probably seen some really interesting and vibrant colored mushrooms. I remember seeing some mushrooms that are like unlike any color I've ever seen in my life. At the bus stop, though, the other morning, a student took a picture of some mushrooms he saw and sent them to me. And I showed the class and they got super excited. And now we want to create a fungi photo album. And another one of my kids created a movie trailer on iMovie to present his project. We were all blown away. This was like really amazing. And that got me thinking about something else. My older daughter just mentioned to me that for her next theater production, they will need little commercials and asked if I wanted to do one to promote this podcast. And I mean, I'm really not into doing that. (laughs) I really don't like, I mean, I have to make YouTube videos for my other job, but I really, I don't like being on video. So anyway, I was a little intimidated by that question. But um, it got me thinking once I saw this video, this movie trailer that one of my students made on iMovie, um, I was like, well, maybe I could, you know, make one on iMovie. I mean, the kid is in fifth grade and with some help with his parents, he figured out how to make this awesome trailer in iMovie. So I'm thinking maybe my little commercial could be done on iMovie. But had I not seen that, then I probably would have made this really crappy video for my daughter's um, theater <laughs> theater program. And I really don't want to do that. If I'm going to put stuff out there, I want it to be pretty good. So um, 
But I wouldn't have known. I was inspired by my fifth grader showing us his movie trailer. It was really awesome. Now, I'm planning on doing a second Genius Hour with my students. And you might be thinking, wait, didn't you just have them finish a project? And yes, they just finished it. And I know if you're a parent of school-age children, projects are the enemy. Here's the thing. The kids are super motivated to learn about a topic of their choice. They literally asked me when they get to begin their next Genius Hour. And I told them that I personally wanted to stop for two weeks so I could get everything graded. They asked me if they could please get started now, even though I haven't given them an official start date. School is like their job, so they have to learn what we have to teach them according to the state of Ohio. Do you know how liberating it has to be for the kids to get to decide for a change what they get to learn and how they're going to show the evidence of what they learned? I mean, normally we teach them what we're supposed to teach them, and then we decide how they're going to show the evidence, which is really, which is usually something kind of boring like a test or quiz. Um, so this was really exciting for them to have that option. And think about it. How much of your time is really not your time to do as you wish? I had a student ask me if he could do two genius hours at a time. It made my head spin. I was like, where in the world am I where kids are asking for time to work on school stuff? I even had a student say to me, I wish school ended at 4.15 instead of 3.15 so I could have more time to work on genius hour. Now, I did allow them to work at home too, by the way. It wasn't required, but they wanted to. And it was in the summer that I decided to create my journal, Create the Awesome. And I used that as my genius hour example for my students. And since then, I'm inspired to learn more things and maybe try to do another genius hour project with my students. Here are my, a few of my own genius hour topics that I would like to do. So gnomes. I don't know, but... If you're on Pinterest, it's like the latest thing. And I made a few gnomes last year out of acorns, but I'd really love to learn the history behind them. I really think they're really cute, and but I know nothing about them other than they're cute. So I would love to know the history about gnomes. Iceland. I watched that movie with Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, and I can't for the life of me think of the title of it. But um, it took place in Iceland, and they were singers but um it was it's on netflix i believe it's still there it's will ferrell and rachel mcadams and um but anyway the setting is iceland and the movie was funny of course but um to see the country of iceland um i don't know there's just something really interesting about it and so now i really really want to learn about iceland and i want to visit it and I want a pen pal from Iceland. So if you're in a listener from Iceland, please reach out to me in the Facebook group. There is an organization where I can get a pen pal from Iceland, but I really prefer a listener if you're out there. And then there are things that bother me. Like, remember, like at the beginning, I, one of the questions you can build your genius hour around are things that bother you. Um, so the things that bother me, like why can't kids play on the playground equipment? And I know it's because of COVID, but 
I mean, it is outside, so I don't, and I, I don't get why we can't let the kids play on the playground equipment. I mean, they could sanitize before they go out and then sanitize again when they come back in. And then, you know, the sun, I think, kills COVID in like a minute's time. So I just, I don't understand why the kids can't play on the playground equipment. I always feel bad. I take them out for a mask break. Um, they don't get to play on the playground equipment. They can see it, but they don't get to play on it. And um, that's something that really bothers me. But the park is, is that they have gotten very, very creative, though, um, making up games. And, um, for example, one of the games that, I mean, I know it's not funny, but, you know, it is kind of funny. Um, one of the games they came up with was COVID. It's called COVID. Um, and, and it's the same rules as tag, but instead of um, tag, they call it COVID. So they've gotten creative with some of the games um, that they can come up with. So I... You know, I'm always game for some creativity. So by not playing on the playground equipment, they've had to come up with something. Um, another thing that really bothers me, I would love to know how much longer do we have to wear masks. I mean, I don't even know if anybody really knows the answer to that or what the science says. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm just tired of wearing a mask. I keep forgetting it in my car. You know, I just, I don't like not breathing. I just would love to know, like, at what what needs to happen with covid so that we can stop wearing masks <laughs> and you know like when can we be around people again that really bothers me too like my son's gonna be playing basketball um he's playing college basketball and i don't get to go like again what with covid what needs to happen like because it's not gonna go away so like what needs to happen with covid so that we can get back to normal I mean things are starting to get back to normal you know we're in school and that is normal for me but I would really love to know you know when can we be around people again I don't think we were meant to be isolated like this um but anyway like if I were to spend some time on my genius hour I would love to research COVID and get the answers to these questions if they even exist but I think it's a good question to ask like what needs to happen with COVID where we can stop wearing masks you know, what needs to happen with COVID where kids can play on the playground again? What needs to happen with COVID where I can go watch my son play basketball? You know? I would just love to figure this stuff out. I'd love to figure out how my students can help feed other children around the world. I mean, I could, I could literally go on with all the different things um, that I could spend my time doing a genius hour. So I challenge, I challenge you to create your own genius hour. You don't even have to present it unless, of course, you want to. And you could present that in so many ways. I mean, you could put it on Facebook if you wanted to or Instagram. Or you could just simply, you know, share it with your spouse. Or not present it at all if you don't want to. But that reminds me, um, something else my students would like to do is have their parents do a genius hour. And they want to be the ones to grade it. So that should be very interesting. So um, that's the next thing I'm going to um, try to make a parent connection with is to see if I can get any parents on board who would like to present to the students because they really love learning. And um, when we kind of talked about that idea, they were super excited thinking that their parents might actually do a genius hour as well. So I wonder how that will go. Maybe no one will want to do it, but the kids swear to me that their parents would want to participate. So we'll see how that goes. So do a genius hour. Set, a set aside like, you know, just one hour a week to learn something you've always wanted to learn. And you could even spread that hour throughout the week. You know, like pick four days and do 15 minute increments. Something 
small. But we aren't getting any younger. And if you do share it with someone, you never know what you're going to inspire them to do. So thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that this was helpful to you. And um, if you do decide to do a Genius Hour, I would love to see it in the Facebook group. Um, And maybe if I get a Genius Hour going, I'll share that with you guys too. I should probably practice what I preach. I did already do a Genius Hour, by the way, though. So um, my Genius Hour, like I said, was my journal. I did not know how to publish a journal. So I spent my time in the summer figuring that out. And that was something I always wanted to learn. And I did it. And I'm so glad that I did. So it's a new skill that I have. Um, But I would love it if you would do a Genius Hour and share it with me in the Facebook group. And if you are not a part of that group yet, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Y-D-D-O-A. You can also find me on Instagram at your DD of Awesome and on Twitter at Cindy Liming, which is spelled C-Y-N-D-I. And Liming is L-I-M-I-N-G. And you want to make sure to check out my website at yddoa.com where where you'll find all the deals, resources, and episodes of Your Daily Dose of Awesome. And please check out my journal because I really worked hard on that. And I would love it if you would check that out. I made it to um, help others to feel better and to get organized. And I know that it really helps me. And I just wanted to put that out there for people, like I said, who are a little intimidated by journaling, but would love to give it a try. It doesn't take a lot of time at all. So check that out in the show notes. Again, it's called Create the Awesome Journal. And I am Cindy Liming. And get on out there this week and start a genius hour.